Hey gang, welcome to episode 20 of the No Persinium podcast, your podcast about immersive and interactive theater and its ilk. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, founder of uh, the No Persinium newsletter and uh, this very uh, podcast that you're listening to right now. Hey, uh, this was supposed to be, oh, that word supposed to, uh, phrase. Um, this is, no, no, that was a plosive. All right. Okay, and we're doing it in three, two, one. Hey, gang, welcome to episode 20 of the No Persinium podcast, your podcast about immersive and interactive theater and its ilk. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, founder of No Persinium. Hey, everybody. This episode was earmarked for being our second open forum episode, uh, and the specific topic was going to be uh, failures. Uh, Turns out, not a very popular topic, uh, I say this, because nobody sent in a voicemail. People liked the posting on Facebook where I was begging people to send in voicemails, but they didn't send in voicemails. Uh, that, that level of irony always gets to me. Anyhow, uh, so this is going to be a very meta episode because this episode about failures is itself, in a sense, a failure. Uh, but let's start with the news. Here we go. All right, I got the computer fired up, and um, look, uh, No Persinium LA came out this week. Uh, it is the first part of our true spooky season coverage, and oh my friggin' god, um, there's so much going on here. I'm I'm just gonna go with some of the highlights. Look, we put in some new haunts. Uh, we've got Drunken Devil Productions presents the Sinner's Soiree. Uh, I met one of the founders of Drunken Devil at our last office hours, which were an absolute hoot. The office hours were really fun. Um, someone, uh, Jacob Snyder, one of the uh, one of the people who reads the newsletter and I think listens to the podcast, he brought a transcranial stimulation device, this like plastic square that looks like something uh, Sir Joni Ive designed, uh, but has the soul of a David Cronenberg thing, it provides little uh, electric shocks. So, you know... Uh, it's all fun and games until we're shocking ourselves in the head. Uh, also found out about Creep Los Angeles. While I was there, got to meet uh, one of the creators of the Alone Experience, Lawrence. Hopefully you're listening. Um, more stuff in. Look, the Haunted Hayride, which is a classic, is is just around the corner. Queen Mary's Dark Harbor, if you're into your traditional haunts, you want to check that out. Uh, Urban Death is going to be up at Zombie Joe's. There's an augmented reality uh, haunt that's happening called Red X. They've got this whole plan to do augmented reality along with the haunt, so technological wonders. Returning, the Alone Experience is about to go into full. Wicked Lit's coming. The Hollow from the Speakeasy Society is still on sale. I'm basically just reading everything. Um, There's so much going on just in spooky season alone. We've got the WoW Festival coming up at the top of the month. Hopscotch has finally gone on sale. I mean, there's just too much going on. So just everybody next year, knock it off during October, okay? Like, it's spooky season. Let that just be what happens. I'm running out of money. I am literally running out of money. Um, I was inspired um if you want to check out new york and san francisco uh dig up into your uh previous because i'm gonna keep this one short uh the reason why i I wanted to do failures is because i had a really interesting experience uh last week 
like the night before yeah the night before the uh, last episode of the podcast and um i went to a new escape room was invited to go uh someone was going uh, to cover it and you know the the short end of the stick is we just had the darndest time we just had the darndest time with it um it was with an experienced group and the uh, owner of the room got upset with us at the end and it was very strange and uncomfortable experience um rather affable group of people um and i wanted to share that story in the context of failures and in the idea that you know what as a designer you can learn from when things go wrong because you have to test things out whether you're doing an escape room or you're doing an interactive piece of theater the beauty of this form is that the audience isn't just required to be there to see you do things the audience is required for the art to exist at all there is no art without the observer and yes you can get into a very a philosophical stance here and say that's always true the thing about immersive and interactive work and people like to draw the line a big line between the two i see it's it's a bit fudgier than that the critical thing in my mind these days is that it really plays around with the participation the involvement the immersion the interactive hinge points involving the audience if you could run a piece of entertainment, uh, a piece of performance art, if you don't like the word entertainment, I'm neutral. Uh, If you could run it and it did not fundamentally change because there was no audience there, you're really not working with this palette. You're, You're not working with this mojo. And it's the sort of our our job as a community to sort of remind people of that from both sides. But the other thing uh, I was hoping would come out of all this, uh, this time, like the ulterior motive, as I was hoping to collect people's stories about failures and, and what they learn from them um, is I see in certain corners of the internet, this real um, anger with people doing criticism some of that comes out of, uh, I think, you know, frustrated artists who don't like it when people, you know, give them bad notes or they feel to be bad notes. I think some of it comes out of people who aren't used to academic um, lenses being put on works of popular culture. But the weird thing is I see people talking about criticism as if it's a form of censorship and Aside from just being a categorical mistake in a real way, I think it's born out of this idea that what criticism's job is is to be some sort of consumer report. And there's definitely a market for that, but there's a, a deeper calling for the critics out there. And this is very pretentious of me since sometimes I write criticism. But I'm, I'm thinking about the people who have worked both sides of the fence, if you will. The deeper calling is you care enough to not just consume something, but to sit back 
and start thinking about it, start dissecting it, start trying to understand what's going on. Hopefully you're trying to understand what the person who created something said or is saying or is trying to communicate, maybe doesn't even know they're trying to communicate because art sometimes is a conversation between a soul and their hidden self. That's another uh, pretentious aphorism, but hey, uh, you guys didn't turn anything in, so this is what you get instead. Uh, and I just, I just kind of want to get this idea out there, and, and then I'll pretty much stop and, and do some of the standard stuff, uh, which is this. If you are a maker... The critic is not your enemy. The critic may be a mirror you don't want to look in to. Um, it may be a funhouse mirror that shows you a distorted version of yourself because that critic is viewing things through their lens. But you are wiser and better for absorbing the notes and thinking about why the piece landed with that person the way it did. You may not wind up agreeing with your analysis in the end, and that's fine. Uh, and some of them may get really upset, um, which is a reason why you know public back and forth between critics and artists are not interesting. Private back and forths, I think, are super useful. Um, but we see a lot of public back and forths thanks to social media, and those aren't doing anybody any good. Um, because it becomes a performance art of performing on both sides uh, about how the act of criticism makes people feel, when um, that's not what's important. What's important is the work. The work is always what's important. So focus back on that. Uh, this has been an incredibly rambly one. Um, here's what's up. We're not going to call for another open forum for quite some time. Um, you guys, if you want to, can send voicemails in randomly to the podcast. We may institute uh, a regular feature. That's how we'll handle it. So if you have any comments questions, concerns, ideas, uh, send it in via voicemail, no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. I do understand that at some point during the week it was rejecting notices because someone had to reach out to me through a different email. So maybe someone's stuff got bounced. That'd be terrible. Um, if that is the case, if you sent something in and it didn't get to me, uh, ping me on Twitter or Facebook. How do you do that? Perfect, perfect segue. Uh, Twitter is at No Persinium. Facebook, just look up No Persinium. You can find us. It's an open uh, page. It's a page, not a group. Um, what else is, is going on in the world? Uh, the Patreon. You're like, I'm not giving you money for this. Uh, hey, you don't want to give me money for this one, but you know what you want to give us money for? You want to give us money because next week, mm, next week, Zay Amsbury has sat down with the people behind Barbecue Films. That is the immersive cinema action that happens in New York. They're setting up for their October Blade Rave. That's right. They're recreating the rave from the movie Blade while they're showing the movie Blade. Um... 
can someone fly me to New York? Oh, that's right. I'm going to be at the WOW Festival that week. So whatever. Um, hey, if you're in New York, I think you should totally check that out. Particularly if you're like into vampires. And who isn't into vampires during October? So Zay's talking with them. Um, that's next week's episode. Uh, the week after that, don't know what the guest is going to be yet. Zay is interviewing some more people. So it might be a double back-to-back header thing with Zay. I'm not good with the sports metaphors, guys. I used to be really good and I stopped. Um, that's what's going to be up there. And uh, then we're going to start getting into the high-level spooky season stuff. I will be at the WOW Festival. We're going to do at least one interview there. Might do some other stuff. So we may get a couple episodes out of the WOW Festival. We have it on the books that we are going to be talking with the creators of The Alone Experience. And a little birdie tells me that I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking to some of the escape room folks here in Los Angeles and maybe a repeat performance from some of our friends who have done new work this season. If you have a piece of immersive or interactive theater or an escape room or, you know, some weird experimental site specific. Oh, yes, that's the other thing. Weird experimental site-specific stuff, like what Capital W is currently casting for. Oh my god, guys, totally I'm silly. Uh, I actually brought this up. Um, Capital W is uh, casting. The problem is I keep forgetting about this, and I really feel bad about it. I put it up finally today. We missed the first audition. I suck, I know. Uh, but the full uh, splat is put up. I put it up on Google Docs. Um, uh, thank you, Lauren Ludwig, for letting me do that. Uh, Capital W seeks actors and movers for an immersive exploration of poetry. So there you go. It's a weird site-specific thing. Um, it's called the Second Bush Administration is the title of the of the 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 experiment, and it's aimed for early next year, if memory is serving me at the moment. The auditions for that you can find the links both on the Twitter and the Facebook. As of now, this Sunday are uh, the next round of auditions. I don't know if they'll be wrapping up yet. If there are callbacks or further further calls, not callbacks, you wouldn't hear about callbacks unless you got in, right? Uh, if there are further calls for auditions, uh, check the feeds. We'll let you know. Okay, cool. So there, if you have something like that, if you have something like that, let us know. Send it the email at no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. Um, if you've got uh, shows coming up, let us know about that. Uh, ideas that you want to see explored on the podcast, uh, cocktail recipes, pretty much you know anything goes that is immersive here in this sucker. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I'm always impressed that people do. Uh, thank you very, very much, the people who contribute to the Patreon. Uh, we are still paying off this microphone, so you guys are helping out a lot. And yeah, that's... Um, Guys, that's it. That's the show right now. Um, this show is all of like, it's about 15 minutes long, another short one. Um, next time, Barbecue Films, I'll be listening to it along with you guys. And uh, beyond that, we've got a really, really big October ahead of us. And um, gosh, we know what comes next. Until next time, I'll see you at the show.